When the days are grey and dreary And the nights are drawing in There's a place that's gay and cheery Where they'll take you for a spin So come on, forget your trouble Keep your eyes on the skies above You can always have it Hello and welcome to the Female Pilot Club podcast. If you don't know us, we're a plucky band of lumpy jumpers helping female written sitcom scripts take off and fly against the almost insurmountable odds presented by the TV commissioning system. If you do know us, we're the women trying to turn the writers' room into the ladies' room by straining every sinew to promote the next generation of female written comedy writing geniuses. This time, by locking them up in a room with old comedy harridans like us. Or, as the boffins call it, mentoring them. Great. <laughs> I'm Wing Commander Case. I'm Wing Commander Case Donham. And I'm Captain Abigail Burdess. Still annoyingly, annoyingly AWOL, is our resident actor and trolley dolly, Emily Chase. Because she's AWOL, because that sprog that she produced has probably started school by now so I don't know why she may well but in the training seat this week we have the lovely the amazing Rachel Clark woo yay hello (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Rachel took part in our very um, first female pilot club mentorship scheme Rachel was one of five writing cadets who we paired up with some top brass industry bods and her script Bad Things was chosen as one of the two to go on our inaugural test flight online readings So Rachel, too late for the biffy let's call the soup jockey, it's time for a beer call while you give us the gen and double (laughs) The what? (laughs) The gen and double (laughs) literally should be I literally should be gen and double gen Oh I see I laid a trap for Captain Abigail, but as a unwittingly. What does the gen and double gen mean? Well, gen means the information. Yeah. And double gen means the really interesting information. I thought you'd gone for a gen and double as a little thing, like it's a gin and double. Oh, absolutely, I did. Yeah, I okay, I fine. Didn't. Okay. Never mind. Chin, chin, pip, pip. Last one to the naffy's got jollop in the twilight. Chink. <laughs> there you go. So... Rachel, she's looking here baffled, baffled, <laughs> baffled. Uh, what's going on? Rachel Clark only started writing a year ago, but she has already won the All Three Media Best Drama New Voices Award uh, for her script, The Godstone Girls, and um, her very first comedy, Dear Kate, won the Screenwriting Network Award Best Pilot. And she has been mentored by Channel 4. Ooh. Ooh. So, um, and her third script was chosen by the even more prestigious female pilot class. Right. So, Rachel, we, first question we'd like to ask you is, how did you get to be so good so quick? Uh, well, thank, thank you for saying that, first of all. <laughs> um, well, I think I've always been, I've always been quite creative. Um, and although I only started writing scripts last year, just before lockdown, um, for the longest time I thought I'd be a novelist. So I've got lots of half-finished books and drawers and stuff. So I've had kind of story ideas and kind of character ideas kind of knocking around in my head for for quite a long time. Um, It's easier writing a TV script, isn't it? it Quicker, quicker. It was so freeing. I think just being able to kind of not worry so much about all of the detail and all of the extra stuff. Um, I actually quite like the discipline of it, of having to sort of be really restrictive as to what was on the page. Um, Mm. And yeah, as soon as I sort of started writing scripts it just flowed and as soon as I finished my first I was just then really motivated to move on to the others. Um, so how many have you written now and how quickly did you write them? 
pretty quickly. Um, so I've got three completed scripts. Um, I started March last year, um, and I think all three were pretty much done by the end of the year okay. last year. Um, and then through sort of schemes and things, I've been kind of tweaking slightly, but they were they were essentially done. Um, and I'm working on two more now, another Great. another drama and another comedy. I think that is the way to do it, isn't it? Like, Definitely. I, keep going. Just keep going. Keep, keep knocking them out. Mm, knock them out. Um, uh, so, Rachel, we at Female Pilot Club know all about your spiffing script bad things, but the gonks in Civvy Street glued to their headphones don't. <laughs> Not giving up. She Carry doesn't on. stop. They don't stop. Let's go on. Um, so, can you do for them what we call a parachute pitch of your show? So, the scenario is... The plane is going up in flames. There's only one parachute, which you are wearing. But as you leave the plane, the commissioning editor of ITV jumps out and grabs onto your nether parts so that he, (laughs) or indeed she, can't get away. Obviously, this is an ITV commissioner, so they will be quite old and heavy. (laughs) Kay has written this. Older and heavier than a commissioner from the streamers is what she's written. So, Rachel, when you're doing your pitch, you're going to have to be quick. That's right. Short sentences, words with one syllable, and don't forget the ad breaks as you go down. Get ready. Go. Go, go, go! Bad Things is about two women, two strangers, whose lives become entangled in the messiest possible way when they accidentally kill a man and decide to cover it up. Well, essentially, we, we would commission that. <laughs> you see, I told you that commissioner was heavy. Think how quick they really got good, to the actually. ground. That was very good. Was very good. <laughs> um, we did actually commission that for our very first online reading as part of our mentorship scheme. But um, so you said bad things was your your third script, and you've had uh, success, as we said. Mm with the other two. So tell us about the other two scripts, that you, the first two you started with. Yeah, um, so The Godstone Girls is a one-hour drama. Um, yep. It's a very dark uh, kind of thriller. It was my first script, so I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I, the only goal I had was just, just to finish it. Um, and I did, yeah, it won the All Three Media. Um, so it's an hour-long drama. Hour-long drama. Um, pr- pretty dark stuff, but sort of child kidnapping and... Um, central yeah very kind of female characters very kind of front and central sort of throughout it Um, and it sort of cuts back and forth in time between the main character as a child when these events happened and as she is now as as an adult okay and when you went why did you decide to write comedy next um just because I'm really greedy (laughs) just because I (laughs) um because I like I think I like writing things that I like to watch and I do watch a lot of television and lots of different things um, I knew my comedies would probably be quite dark. Um, I don't sort of think I'm kind of cut out for kind of sitcom writing where the jokes are kind of coming hard, you know, sort of hard and fast. Um, but I do really like uh, shows that kind of merge um, high stakes and drama yeah. with a nice bit of comedy. Mm. That personally is the stuff I really like mm. to you know, really enjoy. Well, I mean, it's certainly you've managed to have success with both comedy and drama so far with getting onto all these very prestigious schemes and winning the prestigious competitions. So... I mean, there's a lot of, some people think schemes are great things, some people not so sure. What did you get out of them? Did you find them really helpful? I mean, Female Pilot Club one, obviously, but also the others. What did you get out of the schemes that you went on? Yeah, well, I was deliberately sort of choosing schemes that I thought would kind of offer the most value as a, as a new writer. And I was particularly drawn to those that offered the mentoring side of right. things, so especially with Female Pilot Club. Um, very early on had no contacts kind of didn't know anyone who was doing what I was doing and I don't share my stuff with Mm -hmm. friends or family so I think having the why not 
oh I can't I can't You're just I too can't. embarrassed yeah well the things that I put in them but <laughs> which we might cover later <laughs> Um, they're not allowed. As I say, if they ever get made, they're allowed to watch them then, but uh, not not until then. Do you? You then, just Abby? don't. You don't want them to know what a sick person you are. Is that what it is? <laughs> exactly. I think. What did I do wrong? Do you share yours with your with your family and friends? Your script? no, but then I'm not starting out. Like I probably did when I was, you know, for the first scripts I wrote. I probably been telling everybody. I've been going like, right, it's about this. <laughs> everybody. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I can't remember. I was a bit more like Rachel. I was like. Friends and family, no, too embarrassed. It's it's a it's a drama and it's a comedy and it's got some dark elements. But I wouldn't automatically assume that you are a deeply messed up person. It does. Horror. It is called like a pretzel. Oh yeah, there is that. Um, yeah, that is. I want to say why it's called like a pretzel, Rachel. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's when the two characters are burying a body and. Want to fit the body into the grave they've dug? They have to um, apply a bit of pressure. There you go. <laughs> not dark at all. Nothing. Not dark, no, at not all. dark at all. No. Normal. Normal. Very normal. <laughs> yeah. So that. So you. So you got sort of contacts out of out of the schemes and and sort of people reading your scripts. But I also I think didn't you tell me that you got an agent? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so really off good. the back of um all the promotion for yeah. female pilot club stuff. Yeah, I had an agent who did all the work for me she found she found me um saw the stuff that had been tweeted and yeah got in touch got in touch directly to have a conversation which was yeah really really good i was just in that place where i was just thinking about uh getting an agent so yeah it was perfect timing do you think you need an agent as a new writer what would you say to other new writers oh it's definitely helpful i mean i was i was being really proactive i was entering the schemes and and kind of i I think doing the right thing as as a new writer setting out but Having an agent now, it's so great to have someone who's sort of on your side and who yeah. you can go yeah. to with all of the, especially on my end, all of the really daft questions and just double check things. And she sort of lets me know what's kind of going on in the industry. Just knowledge that I just wouldn't have, yeah, yeah, that I yeah. wouldn't be aware of. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's really, really great. Is bad things going to get made? Well, I, I mean, that that's that's the dream. That's the dream. I mean, it's it's being circulated at the moment. OK. I'm um, having lots of interesting conversations with lots of very nice people so I, um so i i hope i hope so i hope okay. so i love to get made but yeah but we have so we loved space. it didn't we? yeah yeah we, we loved, loved it. it and it's what's really nice about it is that, it's that sort of um very high concept um it's it's that it's high concept uh joining of comedy and drama isn't it where yeah. um it's a crime caper. It's a caper. It's a comedy crime mm. caper. <laughs> and we love those. And obviously you must be a fan of crime comedy capers. So um, this is territory which I think is usually more typically covered by male writers. I don't know if you agree. There's The Wrong Mans, obviously, mm. which I presume you know. Do you know? I know? I know of it. I have to be very honest and say that I've never seen it, but I know <laughs> I, I, I know of it. I think you might like it. I haven't... Yeah. I, I, it was a while ago since I saw it, but I remember it having some lovely performances and lovely bits. And it's Matt Bainton, isn't it, who wrote it? I think it's Matt Bainton with James Corden. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. So, and yeah. and uh, so Matt Sarah's... Bainton then, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you said Matt Bainton for some reason, it went. I, my face went funny because I thought, who's she talking about? Thought, oh yeah, she's oh, talking yeah, about Matthew, Matthew Bainton. Bainton. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, it was like, oh. It's very funny, it's and very it's funny. got Sarah, it's yeah. Sarah Soleimani, of course. Very oh, funny yes. in it. Wonderful. Really wonderful funny writer. in it. But there was um, a sort of a, a female version made with Kerry Howard, who is a female pilot club 
alumni. Alumni, yeah. yeah. She was, has been one of our shows. Very funny. Um, and it was called Witless. Ah, right. Yeah, it had that. It, so yours is similar in that it is about these two women who are forced to join up and form a sort of double act in order to cover up the mm. crime that they've inadvertently committed. Do you have any favourite double acts? Are you a double act fan? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, when I when I first sort of thought about this, I actually thought of something that's very helpfully not a comedy, but um, sort of growing up, I was really probably the first show where I'd kind of seen a dynamic like that was The X Files, which I was completely <laughs> obsessed with. But just you know, kind of forcing together two characters who mm. shouldn't work well together, but do and complement each other in kind of in sort of different ways. Um, you know, and neither is kind of horse or without the other. But more recently, um, I think probably I really loved Kerry and Curtin from this country. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're a great double act. Um I I, I love Daisy May Cooper. I think she mm. I think she's great. I think she's so funny. Um and I yeah, I, I sort of love that kind of pairing on screen and just their timing and just kind of obviously the very natural chemistry mm. they're related. Um, she'd be a great um, Ellen, actually. Just about to yeah. say she'd be a great Ellen. Yeah. She really would. Um, I mean, and we had a, we had a wonderful Ellen for the read. Um, Lauren Socher, is that how you say the surname? Yeah, yeah Socher, isn't it? Um, yeah, she was really funny. Yeah, she had that very very powerful energy. Um, so 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 sort of focused and funny. Um, but um, that's quite interesting that you just brought up the X Files. Yeah, <laughs> because that is like. Um, so the, the the double act there is cynicism versus innocence, mm, isn't it? Yeah. So it's the, the things that they. So he's a he's a skeptic. Is that right? No, he's she, he's a believer. She's a skeptic. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and mm. continues to be a skeptic despite constantly coming up against he, seasons aliens. and yeah. seasons in. She's still <laughs> yeah. a skeptic. She's still yeah. going. Come how on. does she keep that going? <laughs> you know, you can see that you can see the monsters right there, can't you? But she's still so like, it's always a scientific explanation. <laughs> So where these monsters come from <laughs> but again that is sort of uh left brain right brain isn't it that's sort mm. of um you know a, a controlling rationality versus an ego which is um emotionally free mm. yeah so it's, it's it's often like it manifests itself as logic illo- illogic yes. doesn't it yeah exactly and then what was the second one you said uh, Kerry and Curtin from Kerry this country. So that's and I, I don't know what is. This? Well, that's interesting because nobody's got any logic at all. In the, <laughs> they haven't got a, a logic cell between them. That's more like Dumb and Dumber, isn't it? It is. Yes, yes. it is. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Because we were talking about this in in terms of character design. We mm. we talk about this with them um, when we're teaching sometimes. Yeah. Kay and I about how about not doubling up on traits. Mm. Um, yeah. And when you're creating characters, unless mm. you're doing it deliberately, mm. in which case you can have a dumb and dumber mm. for as for example yeah, yeah. in yeah. dumb and dumber. Or <laughs> or try to think of other um double ups. Uh, Frasier and Niles. Pretentious mm. and pretentiouser. Yes. Yeah, true. Or um try to or more double ups. Um uh if you think of, I mean, Laurel and Hardy are both dumb when you think about it, aren't they? They're sort of dumb and dumber in many ways, aren't they? Yeah, although I, yeah, yeah, and they're both innocent as well, which yeah. is quite. An, um, so, what about um, Adina? Adina and Patsy. Patsy. Oh, absolutely fabulous! Yeah, yeah. so they've got yeah. very strong the same traits where they're sort of they're like awful and awful, aren't they? Mm. Like, <laughs> they sort of. Yeah. What is yeah. the trait that's kind yeah. of? Yeah, but then you have. Um, 
with the daughter Safi is sort of the complete opposite. So you have that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. So you've yeah. still got the thing to play with Eddie and Safi. Yeah, where she's sensible, isn't straight she? Straight conservative daughter. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a there's a, tri- a triangle. So it's two possible double acts in yeah. a way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but even within uh, Adina and. Um, Oh, I can't remember. Patsy. Patsy. Patsy is the cleverer one, isn't she? You know, she's the one who knows what's going on and she she's manipulative. Whereas mm. Adina is, she is the dumber one of those two, oh, isn't she? Do you think? That's quite interesting. Oh, yeah, because she just gets pulled along into everything, doesn't she? She's not... She's not the active. Yeah, she's more like so. The, the, I think the trait that's kind of doubled up there is that they're both sybarites or whatever. They're both pleasure seekers, oh, aren't yeah, they? They're yeah, both absolutely. So like yeah. Patsy is sort of even more of a. Pleasure seeker, than yeah. Them. But she gets what she wants out of Adina, doesn't yeah. she? Adina's often dragged along for the ride. Yeah, well, but whereas the doubling that you were doing is your your characters don't are are is a classic um, controlling personality. Yes, and what's Lauren Soch's character Ellen's character she's more like uh, she'll sort of go with the flow she's, yeah. she's a very imp- free spirit yeah free she's spirit, an right. improviser isn't yes. she yes. as well yeah yes. she is and, and also there's a big class clash there isn't it That you, so were you thinking about that a lot when you yeah yeah I was it? I mean and as I sort of further developed them it, it sort of became more and more obvious but I yeah I knew I wanted to put together two women who just had completely different worldviews mm. they've had completely different upbringings completely different experiences and that's made them who they are but I was also interested in sort of looking at the series over time um Shauna sort of changing a a little bit as well um and this life that she that she's leading this so-called kind of perfect life she's not satisfied with it she's aspired to have the life for such a long Mm. time but she's not at home there either so there's a certain level of pretending yeah with with Shauna that I kind of wanted to to bring out and she's actually a little bit a little bit envious of of Ellen's way of speaking, but Ellen has had a yeah a much harder upbringing. She's a grafter, you know, because she's had to be, and that comes out really mm. well, doesn't it? We know that Shauna's going to, in the end, love to get into yeah, Ellen's way of working <laughs> and Ellen's world. We can just see it. she's dying yeah, yeah. to break out. So you planned out an arc. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've planned out the whole of the the first the first series with ideas for the second. Right. Okay. Great. Um. And yeah, how they transform as characters. So have you done like? episode breakdowns or have you done like yeah episode episode breakdowns yeah i've got i've got a big pitch dog (laughs) which is painful to write but uh i'm I'm glad i have it yeah so i have a have a vision for the for the series kind of going so you think a bit more as a comedy drama then don't you because you've got a series arc definitely Yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah 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 absolutely but yeah as it goes on it's just a complete unraveling from this one very naive stupid mistake mm. <laughs> and all the things that go wrong after that and yet you've written it at half an hour is that right yes half to half hour and so yeah. how's that going down sort of in terms of pitches because quite often comedy drama is an hour isn't it so is it getting accepted as a comedy drama at half an hour um it is yeah i mean no one i've spoken to um thus far has kind of said anything about about the length or wanting to make it an hour um it was something i really toyed with at the, at the beginning mm. I, I had envisioned it as being one hour um and yeah, it just, it just ended up working as half hour. But um, I think that seems to be like the thing that people want now. People yeah. seem to be wanting these half hour dramas, which is quite, it's quite yeah. unusual. I mean, like that just wasn't true. No, it was three years ago. I don't think. No, it wasn't. Pilot Club. Have you been talking a minute ago about like it being a little bit like a, a rom com? Uh, and we sensed a bit of sexual tension between Ooh. the protags. Now, is that something that you? 
this is something you deliberately put in or did we just read it in or Are we just it? sick <laughs> Sex starved, <laughs> death for doing? old women. <laughs> my Going, more, well, maybe the ladies are going to do it. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it when ladies do oh, it. I love that. Do you? I love it. It's my best favourite thing. <laughs> no, I mean, fair enough, because I, it did actually, it did cross my mind um, okay, yeah. when I was thinking about, I was thinking about the story. Um, for now, the, the first series is simply going to be a, a deepening of that friendship um and i do like the idea of just having a really solid female friendship at the center of this um but i had always envisioned uh ellen as being queer right right from the outset although there's nothing that happens in the pilot that might suggest that in my mind she has always been queer um and that kind of representation is personally kind of important to me as well um so we'll we'll see i mean i mean for now i just have them as friends but i'm I'm pleased that you you said something. <laughs> good, because <laughs> it means there is chemistry there. So I'm yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. Oh, good. That maybe that's something for series two. Well, at the moment, it's Shauna having the terrible sex, isn't it? Who's the protag? The terrible. She has this terrible, terrible, terrible sex. This is actually a bit of a bugbear of mine with scripts that we get in, isn't it? Uh, that I it is. I'm kind Abby of likes to talk about like to talk about sex, sex in scripts. Um, it's just. Just that we do t- tend to get quite a lot of scripts with good sex in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we wonder whether it's a thing about, like, is it is it younger women just, like... They just actually have good sex. Maybe some of them sex. have good sex. Well, this is so. what we're beginning to suspect. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we're like what they're... is wrong with these characters? <laughs> Who has sex? I And so, but... <laughs> no, but we finally think... We think, do, is it like, is it funny to have good sex? Yeah, so for young people because we don't think it's funny. Yeah, so we're like, no, if they're having sex, they have to have terrible sex. Yeah. Which is why mm. we really enjoyed your the terrible, <laughs> terrible. It's also just a very efficient way to say that they have a rubbish relationship, don't they, Charlie and Sh- and Shauna? Yeah, um, it's it's excellent. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know what I don't know. We don't know what it is. Can you? You're young. <laughs> What? <laughs> You're our oh, captive young person and we've got you in a room. <laughs> so tell us. <laughs> you, is it that, what, what's going on? Why do people keep having sex in scripts and it's good? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I think that it's just, it's too good to be true. I think when, <laughs> when I, I hate that when I'm watching um, a film or TV show or, or, or anything and, you know, and the woman's writhing about in pleasure after exactly 60 seconds. You know, it's just, this is not realistic. And I think in, and in keeping with the tone of, of this script, I just thought, oh, I can't, I, I can't do, yeah, a, a very kind of great kind of sex scene. And it's not their marriage either. And, and I, I didn't want to open with a blazing row or something really kind of obvious, but just actually have something really kind of mundane and probably relatable. My, my <laughs> favourite bit of my, that, of your script, of that line for me is... They are having sex, or rather, he is. Mm. Which I thought was yes. very nicely put. <laughs> well, it was very relatable to me. Oh. Because, because I have mould on my ceiling. Oh, right. So oh, there you go. Very relatable to me. We do like to ask about character design. Yeah. Um, uh, we, yeah, we thought the supporting characters in your script were very well written. Um, we liked Caroline particularly mm. yeah she yes. was uh, Ellen's bad boss capricious bad boss. yeah she's like a capricious authority figure oh yeah yeah Ca- Caroline I modelled on the kind of classic 
uh, passive aggressive boss, uh, of which I've had a few. Have you? <laughs> I think a lot of people do. Um, I really hate passive aggressiveness. I think it's one of the worst traits. You know, I kind of feel like when someone is sort of, even if someone is sort of shouting and screaming at you, you know where you stand. With someone who's passive aggressive, it's so awful because you just, it's like you're stood on shifting sand. You know, you you don't know if they're kind of making a dig at you. You don't quite know where you stand with them. Mm. So I want to, yeah, create a character who is actually mm. very, very smiley. You know, she's laughing, she's smiling, you know, and the things she says seem to be kind of okay, but there's there's this kind of edge to them where she actually is a pretty pretty kind of mean person. Um, and I always think people like that should should not have authority over other people. No, it's great because you can't call them out, can you? It's really tricky to be yeah. at the end of that because mm. if you say anything, they go, oh, what? I was just being nice. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. on the surface, they're, 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 they're this, but they're, they're actually something else beneath it. It's so many sort of, so many sort of layers, you know. I think we, we all have no people where they say something and you think, hmm, mm. was, was yeah. that a dig? Oh, I don't know. And I can't, like you said, I can't call you out on it because I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but on a technical level also, that's, a great thing you've done there because of course Ellen is aggressive not yes. passive aggressive yes. and so it makes Ellen's <laughs> aggression likable mm, yeah because she's yeah. she's put against this fake um mm. you know non-aggression mm. and then you go oh, fuck's sake yeah. what <laughs> just say what you think woman yeah exactly and so mm. and then Ellen of course does say what she thinks yeah. and so it's a yeah it's mm. a, you get on her side straight away yeah it's mm. a clever yeah. yeah, Ellen thing. is so straight down the line. She yeah. she says everything that she's thinking, no, no matter no matter what. But yeah, with a with a character like Caroline, you yeah you, you you just don't you just don't know what's kind of hidden behind all the all the all the little barbs. So it was it was very cathartic writing someone like her. I just thought back a few years. And... Yeah, well, she's she's posh too, isn't she? So it's quite again. She's there's quite a lot too. of sort of class tensions in your script. Yeah, a... yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also um, there's it's also written in the description how she she has all these bangles on her arms that kind of tinkle right, yeah. when she moves them and it, it I had a kind of sort of like a, a hippie sort of vibe and I also think that's interesting with people in real life who present themselves to be you know sort of very spiritual and very kind of loving and actually they're evil people <laughs> so yeah. I kind of wanted mm. someone who presented as someone who's sort of a free spirit and loving yeah. but actually Kay's is, like you know. that Kay's <laughs> like that I am like that yeah I am she's I literally am <laughs> and literally I haven't got my bangles on today but normally <laughs> Wrist to elbow. Rachel, you mentioned about um Thelma and Louise. Yes. Is yeah. that did you have that sort of consciously in your brain? I mean I mean kind of. I mean I think uh I think I saw the film literally only once. Okay. But <laughs> so I I'm not a, a like a, a, a you know huge Thelma and Louise fan, but but the the essence of it, the essence of a female friendship kind of being at, at the centre of this and kind of um all the chaos, all the unraveling, all the things that kind of go, go wrong. Um, so it's and very and it's the mind. same dynamic, isn't it? It's the control, controlling versus yes. free spirited, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here you go. Mm. Yeah, with the because it's always used, isn't it? Thelma and Louise in every screenwriting, every one. Yeah, really. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. Example of perfect screenwriting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so well structured. It's beautifully structured. On that double act relationship, we were having a chat about. Whether or not you would have one character who is blinkered. I think this is from um, Steve Kaplan. He always uses the example of who's on first, the Abbott and Costello sketch, who's on first. Who's on first? No, he's on first. Oh, he's on second. As as an example of one character is blinkered, i.e. 
doesn't understand something and the other character is the audience proxy for me that dynamic exists in your script because i feel like ellen is the audience proxy in that she is responding to events as they come along and going Mm. what what's happening now is this Uh, whereas shauna is more closed off and her intentions aren't necessarily quite as clear is that what do you think that's fair enough or do you disagree um it's about a situation that's going on within her life isn't it and ellen is a character who comes into that life as a kind of catalytic character yes who shakes it all up yeah I, I, yeah i think i think i kind of thought of it as i mean i didn't i wasn't consciously sort of thinking about that when i was when i was writing it but i guess thinking thinking about it now um i guess shauna is kind of out of the two the much more relatable one oh, that's um cool. yeah how, how i in in terms of even more conservative, living a much more normal life, and like you said, it's kind of Ellen coming in like a tornado. Um, she doesn't blink an eye. The fact they've just they've just spoiler alert killed someone, um, <laughs> and it, it's all and and it's Shauna stressing it, who's asking the questions and mm. responding in a way which mm. you personally probably would, although I think hopefully most most of us wouldn't go along with bearing a body but but other than and hopefully that, hopefully we would ask a question first yeah. at least i'm sure. glad that i respond is going obviously the audience proxy is the one who buries yeah, the body that's, that's what you do worrying. of course that's what you do normal um yeah i'm clearly wrong on that one um you clearly you're meant to relate to uh, the uh well, the, nice so. lady. the nice lady at least at, at least at first um, and what as far as the mentoring process went Mm. how I mean I know you've done another mentoring process so it's quite interesting to hear how they compared and what you got out of it and what's what you think works well in a mentoring situation for when you're a mentee rather than a mentor yeah so um so the the first mentoring scheme I was on was with it was through channel four um and I was sort of paired up with um uh, a script editor trying to give it the right name then script editor um for about six months and it was just an opportunity to kind of meet kind of as often as we wanted, really. Sometimes it was a few weeks running, other times only once in a month. And it was just for me to just kind of fire over all of all of the ideas for things that I had. Um, he read the scripts I'd written up until that point. I just came back with just some really honest, sort of constructive feedback, which is just really, really valuable. Um, as I said, I, I hadn't sort of really shared my work with, with kind of anyone else sort of at that point. So... It was, it was kind of great to get a gauge as to where the work sat in terms of, is it any good? Is it complete rubbish? I don't know. Um, and that must have been amazing, mustn't it? I mean, to get like a Channel 4 script editor yeah, straight I mean, away I, to I be mean, looking at your work. It must have been fantastic. I mean, terrifying as well. But yeah, yeah, really, 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 really good. And he, he took it very, very seriously. Uh, his name's Tom Williams. Um, and he was really, really, really helped. Really, really well helpful. Well done, Tom, if you're listening. Well done, Tom. Well done, Tom. Um, and yeah, gave me lots of advice when I was looking for an agent as well. Um, and he is hopefully someone I will just continue to to keep in touch with, as well as Philip Shelley, um, who also runs the Channel Four screenwriting course. As Legendary well. Philip Shelley, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he, he really was lovely. Is. He's he was amazing. Really, he was really really helpful um, to me. So yeah, so that was so I so I already had a great experience through mentoring. Um, and then when I saw it, the mentoring side of things was offered as part of this, I thought yeah, I'd re- I'd really like to sort of do that again. Um, and obviously I was paired up with Roz Kidd. Um, and, and again, it was great just to have really kind of no holds barred, honest feedback. She's very direct. She's very, very direct, but in a really great way. And there's no, in a there great was way, yeah. no 
fluff. There was no kind of, you, you know. Um... And also she adored your script and, and thought you were great. So, again, it's that really positive kind of vibe and positive input yeah. isn't it into your work so. yeah absolutely and and also like just starting out like you know it is it is nice to have we don't need someone saying well done every step of the way but it, it's but nice it is if they really do nice to have yeah <laughs> it's really nice to know actually you're, you're doing the right thing and you know and and I'm and I'm always improving and I just want to continually get better so I want to talk to people and work with people who know what they're talking about and I know she she has read a lot of scripts so mm. it's very very experienced so yeah, really, really valuable to me and just working quite kind of collaboratively with and someone. And how, how much did the script change over the course of the mentoring? Because I know um, cha- what the the setup was just to let our listeners know what the setup was, was that um, everybody, people applied for this scheme and then um, we set up five writers with their mentors and then they worked on the script for I think it was six weeks before we read a new draft and decided which one to do as a read-through to so um based on all sorts of things including availability of actors and all sorts of that. So, um but how do you feel like the script kind of changed during that was it six week period or yeah six week period um yeah i mean i mean a fair a decent bit i mean there was quite a large scene that I, we ended up sort of cutting completely because when i was when i was talking about it with Roz, we sort of realized actually it was it was sort of slowing the pace down quite mm. a bit. And it is quite a pacey script, and I've got quite a lot of um, mm. quite a lot of action, quite a lot of going on. Um, and she was very honest and said, I, I, "I'm not sure about this scene," uh, but it was good because I, I already was a bit kind of uncertain about mm. it. Um, so we end up taking that out. We actually, um, what else did we change? Oh, there was a, there, there's a scene at the end uh, where Antonio confronts Ellen with some. Um, implicating evidence and that wasn't that wasn't in there before and it was an idea that I actually had for the next episode and Ross was saying why are you saving it why are you saving that little reveal for the for the, for the next episode put it put it in this one mm. um but yeah it was just really really good I mean there are things I, I went away and I, I tried and sort of didn't work and I came back and said I don't think it's quite right Shit, that's completely okay you know worth try something yeah, else yeah. so it was yeah, I mean that's experience. a really useful thing about the mentorship scheme that that, that we ran. In that it was slightly different to normal mentorship schemes in that it was actual practical input into your script, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, and then some people got a reading out of it. So it was it was slightly different. We called it the mentorship scheme plus because it had that added element. Mm. And I think that, that people really appreciated the practical nature of that, didn't they? The writers loved it. So what was it like to have actual actors doing it then? On, I mean, I know you had a bit of a read before, didn't you, with a different script, but for yeah. bad things. And you had, I mean, Lauren such a, would probably be cast in that part yes. on TV. Oh, I great. mean, she's perfect, wasn't she? Yeah. And yeah, Laura was very good. Just yeah. brilliant, yeah. What was it like to, to hear them do it? Oh, it was great. Very, 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 very surreal. It's, it's one thing to sit in a room by yourself and sort of type something up and another to actually see people properly <laughs> uh, bringing it to life and adding their own sort of spins to it. Um, but really valuable. But yeah, surreal, surreal at the same time. It was a really great experience. And, and everyone who was cast in Bad Things, I, I thought was great. I thought was really, really good. So it was it was weird. I was kind of watching it partly as the person that wrote it and also as an audience as, an audience as well because I just hadn't seen that before. Mm. Um, very, very good, yeah. 
And did you make any changes as a result of the reading, or did you think, oh, that didn't work as well as I thought, or that worked better than I thought? Or um, I think only some, mi- only kind of some minor tweaks, which you, which you discovered <laughs> in the script <laughs> moments ago. Um, <laughs> just, just kind of, a little bit, just to kind of tighten things up a little bit. Or I think at one point, a couple of the actors asked a question about something about the direction of a scene, and it made me revisit it later and go, actually, let's just make that a, a little bit clearer because a couple of people have mentioned it now. So um, I can't remember what that was, but it was just a very kind of small thing, but hopefully, hopefully effective. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think often writers forget we get so deep into our scripts and we sometimes forget that what we're writing is uh, instruction manual for actors (laughs) and that there are, you know, that our job is to lay enough clues in the script for the actors to work out what they're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. Um, and and all that you, you can. I sometimes do an exercise with students where I um, I get them to uh, I, I, they're only allowed to say three words or something, and then they have to interpret who the who that character is and what their main mm, trait is. And then and it's it is useful because you sort of go, well, that is literally what first of all an actor and then an audience is going to do every time they mm. look at your script. Yeah, is go, yeah. who is this person, and how do I predict what they will do next? And and that that's mm. you know so the yeah so that's it's interesting that you you responded to the actors' questions and good yeah. good yeah. see that's why <laughs> she's see, getting all why. these yes. awards and yeah. stuff she's won everything because she's yeah she's clever. <laughs> she's clever it's she's, gonna jinx me now I'm gonna leave here <laughs> and have no luck. <laughs> Thunderbolts come and down and strike the last Rachel. Time Rachel Clark was heard of. <laughs> Never to be heard of. Yeah. And obviously, we were supported in that by Screen Skills. Yeah. And they were uh, very good at like training the mentors as well. So the mentors got a lot of help in thinking about their role. Yes. And thinking about you know what not only what should the mentees get out of it, but what should they themselves get out of it? And a lot of them did say afterwards that they got a tremendous amount. Mm. out of the mentorship scheme so I think it's really worth encouraging you know all of us really to yeah. to take that on because I know sometimes we think oh why should we do oh, it's more time and women I know sometimes women get asked to do a lot for other women and it seems yeah. annoying <laughs> but, a lot of mentoring you know. and then you're like really <laughs> I'm now helping my younger competition is that what's going on <laughs> okay great but um but you know it is actually a positive thing and the writers did get a lot out of it and also comedy 50 50 of course, of helped course, us a lot helps, and, yeah. and help us every time, supporting us with everything that we do. And those women put a hell of a lot of time, oh, so much, so time. much time oh, and amazing. energy and effort into trying to change things for female writers. So, um, you know, hats off to them, really. Yes, that's a shout out to the wonderful Emma Barnard and Saskia Schuster. Woo! Pilot Club. It's um, it's a beautifully structured, brilliant brilliant script and we really really hope that you end up getting it made and if you do you've got to come tell us oh i will oh i will that would be, be great and and if you have get any of your others on tv but i'm sure you will hopefully hopefully fingers crossed. at some point fingers definitely crossed, yes. definitely well you've had a cracking start let's face it i mean you're very inspirational as a new writer oh, thank I think. You. <laughs> the female pilot club rachel it's very exclusive. Mm. I don't think you knew that. It's oh, very... I'd, I'd, heard, I'd heard about Do it. Yeah, that? <laughs> it's very, very exclusive. And you're in it. So well oh, done you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, we would like you 
to name another exponent of the comic arts who you would like to nominate to the club. Can be a writer, producer, performer or stand-up from the history of comedy whose only crime was to have a lumpy jumper. (laughs) So... So, who do you want to nom? Oh, um, I, I would have loved to have come up with a really uh, unknown name, but I have to be honest that the, the female writer who's probably influenced my writing the most, you may have heard of her, <laughs> uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. We were very happy when she got the Writers yeah. Guild Award, Award for mm. Best Sitcom, and that was, I think, one of the first awards that uh, Fleabag got when hardly anyone mm. had seen it because people didn't see it until it got yeah, well again. Yeah. So, you know, it is amazing, and she is a genius. But what is it that you particularly like about her well I, well, I just, I mean, I mean obviously, enjoyment of, her, of her, her shows, they're just so... Like I said, I, I enjoy kind of moments of drama that are then just kind of undercut by such a kind of silly or sort of ridiculous moment. But I I studied the um, the scripts for, for Fleabag and, and I love the way that she... They're so sparse when you look at them. There's so little sort of detail, but she sort of says a lot with so little. And it was something that I was really conscious of when I was writing my scripts and I was sort of trying to kind of become become better at that. Um so really it was just it was just yeah it was a, it was a it was a genius kind of reading reading those scripts um and i'm a huge fan of killing eve as well um again i mean i don't know whether it counts as a crime caper i mean kind that's of. a crime caper i mean it's it is, a crime caper, it is isn't a crime it? caper. Yeah, yeah it is um and again yeah that balance between yeah the the, the drama and the comedy that sort of works so well um in in the mm, first in the does. first series and just also how she introduces her characters um yeah. and and, le- and lets the dialogue do the mm. do obviously do the talking and kind of you know rather than having lots of kind of flowery kind of description. But I mean, I, I've read lots of different scripts that I, I thought were great, but I just yeah, I just thought it was really interesting uh, how much white there was on the page. Mm. Well, she's in. Yeah, she's, she's in. in. She, she's Bridge is in. I'm sure <laughs> she'll be. I'm sure she'll, she'll be, be very excited. excited. She'll be very excited. She'll be round here in a moment. She has asked several times. Actually, yeah, she'll. Uh, no, yeah, until now. But now we're just waiting for her nom. Just. But that was just one tiny thing. Is that. I wanted to point out that you are textbook, textbook, um, quoting what all writers should do, new writers, which is to read scripts oh, yeah. and to learn from... I mean, the way that you just said, oh, I read them because I wanted to know. I mean, that's so brilliant. And it's stupid to say, but a lot of writers don't think to do it, do yeah. they? It's, Writing I think they students don't, they, don't think to do it. It's also because you don't buy scripts. And so mm. now you can get scripts online and you get scripts in all sorts of places, but it's very, it's good. There's not a sort of habit of going into a bookshop and buying a bunch of scripts. And so you don't, wouldn't necessarily. Mm. And I do think that, that, you know, it took me a while to go, oh, how do other people do it? Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, that's right. And that, like, for example, that was a great example. How do you introduce a character? And I remember getting a great piece of advice from the brilliant producer Gareth Edwards, which is always introduce your characters at their most typical. Which is a great so because even mm. if the line after they are introduced, they do something untypical. When you first introduce a character, that's a promise that you're making to the audience mm. about what they're going to be yeah, like. Yeah. And so, just, just a really, great tip. really yeah, good really tip, good really pro pro tip there. Pro from... tip. <laughs> and and in case people don't know, I mean, I'm sure most people do who, who probably listen to this podcast, but 
if anyone doesn't know, you can get scripts on BBC Writers' Room. It's got a fantastic mm. script oh, library, tons. which is probably where you found your Phoebe Waller-Bridge scripts, was it? Or wasn't it? Yeah, um, I I think I bought a book. She'd released a book right. called The Scriptures, I believe. And I think that's kind of where you can find Series 1 and 2 Fleabag scripts. But okay. um, but yeah, there are a whole load on, yeah, the B- the BBC Writers' Room. Um, Luther was, an, was another um, one I really loved by Neil Cross. Um, yeah, there's loads. There's loads and yeah, loads. It's and a loads. great resource, a really good resource for scripts. Well, that sound means <laughs> it's time <laughs> for us to take our nose bags and check our underparts and slide out to our helmets <laughs> for another flight. <laughs> but we'll be back to take another plucky female pilot away from the bean counters and fly her up towards the mythical land of comedy equality where all you can see is stunning cunts. You mean Connie? You mean Connie? <laughs> I know what I mean. Goodbye, female pilot club. Thank you, Rachel Clark, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> when the days are grey and dreary and the nights are drawing in, there's a place that's gay and cheery where they'll take you for a spin. So come on, forget your trouble. Keep your eyes on the sky. You can always have it all at the Female Pilot Club. Why not follow us at Female Pilot Club on Twitter and Insta? The podcast was created and produced by Kay Stonham and Abigail Berdes, featuring resident actor Emily Chase, and was edited and technically produced by Giles Bidder, with music composed by Tim Sutton, and starred the comedy voices of Emily Chase, Abigail Berdes, Laura Evelyn and Philip Labby.